The Journey to Becoming podcast is all about the changes, transitions, and transformations we encounter on our journey to aligning with purpose and living life with intentionality, fulfillment, and impact. I'm your host, Sabine Gideon. And my mission is to help those starting their entrepreneurial journeys or simply shifting gears to better align with purpose by sharing the journeys of others, offering practical tips and strategies, and providing encouragement to help you pull through whatever obstacle is standing in your way. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and join me on this journey of discovery. Joining me for this episode of the Journey to Becoming podcast is Dorcas Pittman. Dorcas is a published author and transformational mindset coach. She is also the founder of Darkness to Hope LLC, where she supports women from healing childhood and adult trauma. Dorcas is committed to helping Christian women suffering from anxiety and depression gain control of the illness instead of allowing it to control them. Welcome to the show, Dorcas. We're so excited to have you here. Hi, and I'm excited to be here with you today. Awesome. Obviously, very powerful background in the work that you do. I am curious, and I'm sure the audience is as well. Tell us a little bit more about your story. Most definitely. I was born and raised in Alabama. And I was raised by my grandparents because my mom left at the age of two to move to Michigan to find a better job. There wasn't much where we were from. And so she just wanted better for her life. And at that time, she wasn't in a position to take me with her. And so she left me with my grandparents. Unfortunately, she never came back to get me. So I was there. And it was at that point that I realized things weren't right. I noticed all of my cousins, they had their mom, and it was just as if I was missing something. There was a void. And although my dad was only about 20 minutes away, I yearned for that motherly connection because all of my friends in school, they had that. And looking back, I really see that's where all of the trauma began. Fast forward, I was molested as a child. And so that's just added layers of trauma. And as a child, you don't know how to deal with this. In the Black community, we don't talk about things of that nature. Everything is hush-hush and you keep it in the house. I didn't have anyone to talk to. So a lot of things I was dealing with on my own and I was forced to grow up pretty fast. Mm -hmm. So when I graduated high school, I went to college and I purposely went to college where no one knew me. I wanted a fresh start. In college, that's where I was sexually assaulted. So that was another layer of trauma added to the abandonment issues, the molestation, the mommy issues, all of those things. And so going to college wasn't the escape that I thought I would have, Mm -hmm. which was very disturbing, which was very deflating. And also during my college career, I struggled financially. I didn't have much help from my family. And so that was hard for me. There were times when I didn't have food to eat. I remember going through the self-checkout line and having to pretend to scan food so that I can have food to eat. 
that was very hard for me. And so I would just pray, Lord, please don't let me get caught. Please don't let me get caught. Like I have to eat. And thankfully I didn't get caught, but that was just a very trying time for me. Keep in mind these issues or layers of trauma, they weren't addressed at this time. And so I'm just existing in life and it wasn't a good existence. I wasn't living. I was just going through the motions and being whoever I thought people wanted me to be. And that started during childhood because I felt as if I had to prove my worth to everybody. I had to prove to people that I was worth them having me in their lives. And so I did whatever I had to do to be accepted. I felt so unworthy. I felt as if no one really wanted me to be around as me. Even though no one said those words, those were the words that I said to myself. And so I get married and keep in mind, I still haven't addressed any of the trauma that has happened to me. Fast forward, we begin to have infertility issues. Thank God we were able to have my daughter. And I had a little bit of a depression after I had my daughter, but it wasn't that bad. Then in 2018, I had my son. And after I had my son, that's where the anxiety really came in like a flood. And after the anxiety came the depression and I wasn't aware of what the depression was. I just knew that I wasn't myself. I became this hermit, very recluse. I didn't want to go anywhere. I would get anxiety just leaving my house. I just changed completely. I went from the happy-go-lucky person to a shell of existence. I didn't know who I was. I wasn't a good wife. I wasn't a good mother. My husband and I, we were on the verge of divorce. And in March of 2019, I sat in my car with my kids playing in the yard behind me, and I just lost it. I just cried. I just cried. I asked God, why did he bring me into this world? Why was I here? Why was he allowing me to go through so much? And at that point, I had no fight left. My kids weren't enough. My family my friends, no one was enough. My husband wasn't enough. And I thought I can go in my friend's house and just cut my wrist. But then I thought about what if the kids find me, how traumatizing that would be. And so I looked down and I saw my gun. My husband and I, we would go to the shooting range just for fun. Also, I had it for protection. So I knew how to use a firearm. And that day, I saw my gun in a different light. I saw it as a way out. And I sat in my car with this loaded gun with the safety off. And I had an experience that day 
it was supernatural because I looked in my rearview mirror and I saw my daughter and that was that glimmer of hope. There wasn't much, but it was just a glimmer of hope. And I picked up my phone and I text one of my friends who was there and all I could text was help me. I didn't know if she had her phone or not because typically we don't have our phones when we're out playing with our kids. But thank God she did. And thank God it didn't take her long to get to me. And when she opened the door, all I could say was take it away. Because if she didn't take it away, I would use it. I saw my self doing it, I saw my brain scatter all over my car. And it was that day that my life really changed because I knew something was really wrong. It wasn't until May of 2019 that I decided to check myself into the hospital. It was the day of my daughter's pre-K graduation, and it took everything I had to get through that day. And that evening, I told my husband, I have to go to the hospital. Something isn't right. I don't like who I've become. I'm not living. I'm not a mother. I'm not a wife. I don't know what happened to Dorcas. And so I checked myself into the hospital. That was the hardest decision I've ever had to make, but it was the most rewarding decision that I ever made. Wow, what a powerful testimony. First and foremost, thank you so much for your vulnerability. Thank you for your honesty and your courage to share that story. I, I'm curious, and I'm sure the audience is curious as well, from that time of checking in, what tools, what strategies have you been able to implement in your life to get you from where you were in March of 2019 to where you sit today? It took a lot of hard work. When I was in the hospital, God gave me the title of my book, Breaking the Silence, Christianity and Mental Illness. Because it was my time in the hospital that I could really commune with him. And a lot of things were revealed. One thing was that I had to tell my story. I could no longer keep it all in. I was diagnosed with postpartum depression and severe anxiety. And from there, I was prescribed an antidepressant. I started seeing my psychiatrist. And of course, I started seeing a therapist. The medicine is only half of the equation. It was in therapy. That's where the healing began. And so my therapist was able to help me unpack the layers of trauma and some things that I didn't know I was dealing with. I began to fight for my life because I knew there was more. I knew that God had more for me. And it was through my writing that I did the most healing. It was very therapeutic because I was able to put it all on paper. And, and it was so freeing. 
And so I continued my therapy sessions. I continued with the medicines and I continued to implement the tools that my therapist gave me and really focus on my relationship with God as well, because a lot of the healing also came from him. In my book, I give the steps that I took to get to (laughs) this point I am today, which really started with breaking my silence, Mm -hmm. breaking my silence and walking in my truth, living in my truth, no matter what other people say. And for once in my life, I knew that I was worthy. That's awesome. I can definitely relate uh, to many of the things that you shared in writing my story. uh, That's where I found layers of healing as well. So at what point did you decide or were you led to step into coaching as a profession or to explore coaching and transformational coaching at that? (laughs) The funny thing is, From a young age, I was like, I want to be a motivational speaker. And then once I found out about a life coach, I was like, oh, I can be a life coach too. Because I always knew that I had a story to tell. It was just, okay, how am I going to tell this story? Once I got to a place of extreme healing, a place of peace, I was like, you know what? God has really transformed me in this season of healing, and I want to help somebody else transform. He took that caterpillar and transitioned it to a butterfly, and I wanted to be a light in someone else's life. And so my transformation also had a lot to do with my mindset. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I want to be a transformational and mindset coach, because it starts in your mind. You have to change your way of thinking in order to transform. And I know that I had an awesome support system. And so I want to be that support system for someone else. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Wanted to take a quick break to share some exciting news. I'm excited to share the relaunch of my Transform Her program. This 90-day accelerator has been specifically redesigned to support those currently facing or considering a shift in life, career, or business. The 90-day accelerator is jam-packed with training, coaching, and a ton of personalized resources to move you from scared to confident, thinking about it to doing it, striving to thriving, and of course, stuck to unstoppable. So if you're at the place where you want to or are ready to make that major shift in your life, career, or business, but are feeling stuck, not sure where to begin, or are just scared, and trust me, there's nothing wrong with that because we've all been there, you can learn more about the 90-Day Accelerator on my website at www.sabinegideon.com slash transform her. On the site, you can schedule a complimentary call to see if the program is right for you.
share with the audience, what are some specific tools that you've been able to implement, whether it be from a healing perspective or just helping others shift and change their mindset as well? I still write. Writing will always be therapeutic for me. Another thing is I am very intentional about my words toward myself. Also, I surround myself with positive people and positive affirmations because it's a continued journey. It's not that one day I was like, okay, I'm totally healed. So I have to be intentional with everything around me, all of my surroundings, my words, my thoughts. I wake up every day and I say that I am mindful and I am intentional because it starts in my mind. And as long as I keep myself in a positive mindset, I'm able to navigate the different feelings that I have. And one very important thing that I've realized is that I'm in control of my happiness. No one else is in control of my happiness. I can either choose to allow situations and people to put me in a very bad headspace, or I can say, you know what? I can't control them. I can only control myself. So I'm going to choose to be happy. And I don't let things bother me like they used to. Once I got to that place of, I'm the only person who's in control of my happiness. It was like a light bulb went off. And I've just been on this journey ever since. It's not all rainbows and sunshine. But in the midst of those the storms and the down days, I still choose to find happiness in all of it. Wow, what amazing takeaways. Writing, I love that. I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of people journaling because I do think that it's important for us to get the stuff out of our mind and into the atmosphere, whether it be on paper, a tablet, or whatever the case may be. You mentioned being intentional about the words you say to yourself. That is huge. I often talk about the inner critic, and that's that negative chatter that's in between our heads, being intentional of how you speak to yourself. But that's a lifelong skill that all of us should invest in learning and applying for sure. And then the positivity, surrounding yourself with positive people and positive affirmations with I am mindful and I am intentional. We know that the words that come after I am are the most powerful words that we can say to ourselves and that we can begin to program into our self-conscious. So I love that you wake up every morning and you start with your affirmations, writing intentionality, creating a positive atmosphere and reminding yourself of who you are through affirmations. Thank you for those. As we wrap up here, was there an exciting project that you are working on that you would be willing to share with us? I am working on launching my first online course and also beginning to work with individual clients. That's awesome. I am excited uh, to see when these programs and these courses come out. If you've been able to apply these tools, techniques, and strategies to shift you in this place of who you are today and certainly who you're becoming, I have no doubt that you'll be able to, to help many more do the same. In anticipation of this new project, where can people connect with you? They can connect with me on Instagram at darkness underscore the number two underscore hope. They can connect with me on Facebook 
at Darkness to Hope LLC. And they can also go up to my website. That's www.fromdarkness2hope.com. And they can subscribe to my website and they'll be the first ones to get all the exciting news that is going to be released coming up. So you guys heard it. Please connect with Dorcas, Darkness to Hope on all platforms. Also, Dorcas, please tell us a little bit more about your book and how people can access your book as well. Oh, yes, my book. That is my baby. That is my freshman book because I have more coming in the future. But you can purchase a signed copy from my website, from darknesstohope.com. And you can also purchase it on Amazon. And it's under the title, Breaking the Silence, Christianity and Mental Illness. I promise you, this will be one of the best investments you will ever make into your life, into your purpose, into your healing. But like I said, if you want an autographed copy, you can go to my website and purchase it, or you can go to Amazon and purchase it as well. Before I let you go, Dorcas, what do you know now that you wish you could tell your younger self? I would tell her that she is worthy and that her voice has power because that's one thing that I've discovered throughout this journey, that I am worthy because God says I'm worthy, because I'm made in his image and that my voice has power and I can make amazing things happen when I give positive messages, when I speak life into any situation and when I tell my truth and when I walk in my truth. So yes, I would tell that little girl you are worthy and your voice is so powerful. Oh, amazing, amazing, amazing. Dorcas, again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story, for using your powerful voice to give insights, to give hope, to give the audience uh, a little bit more in terms of tools on how to move forward, even if they've stumbled, even if they've fallen into a dark place. All of Dorcas's contact links will be in the show notes. Please be sure to get a copy of the book. And again, Dorcas, my sincerest gratitude to you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope you were able to grab a few nuggets and some action items that you can begin implementing this week. I'll be back next week with some more actionable tips to help you along your journey of transition, change, and transformation. In the meantime, please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment on the platform of your choosing. And if you really enjoyed this content, go ahead and share it with your network. Share it with a friend, a family member, whoever it is you know that might benefit from the information that was shared today. Until next time, have a wonderful and purposeful week.